All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Bearcast. I don't even know what episode it is anymore. I think we are not on episode four. I feel like it's five. I feel like you might be right. One, two, three. Because we did two. Four. I think it's five. One was us. You're Second right. one was Tate Fletcher. You're right. Third one was uh, David, I think. Yep. Four was Matt Vincent. Yep. Fifth one, back to us again. Yeah, you're right. Five. Number five. And today's uh, topic of conversation. Was requested by all of you guys. Was highly requested by all of you guys. And it's about finances. Um, how do you guys split your expenses? Like when you guys, I think the question mainly, it seems like it's coming from a place where, um, you know, a lot of people when they're about to take that next leap into their relationship mm. and oh, things yeah, get that's really scary. serious. So when it's just dating, right? Like when we're just dating, it would be like, oh, I have my own money. You have your own money. Yeah, we go on a date and then I pay for one. You pay for the other. You have your own money. My money. My car payment is mine. Yeah. Yours is yours. Yeah. I think even in the beginning, in that stage already, um, if it's already going to be something that serious, it should go into you buy one, I buy another. Because some people already... I shouldn't tell already, but some people feel like it should always be on the guy. Do you agree with that? Or no? I've never done that. Um, I think um, I have a lot of personal issues where it's really hard for, for me to feel like um, I want a man to take care of me. Like everything yeah. that you and I have, it's literally 50-50. Like yeah. uh, even down to our house is 50-50. Our kid, I think our kid might be like 70-30 because he looks a bit more like me. I think Super that might cutie, be. though. <laughs> he is cutie. <laughs> But I feel like, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I always feel uncomfortable when someone like splurges on me too much. But you know, like culturally speaking, um, a lot of people, it's put on the man it to is. take care of the bill yeah. and not even just uh, gender wise. Yeah. But like, for example, I know a lot of Koreans, like Koreans really stuck to the Confucian culture. But like, if I go eat with my parents, my parents, they want to cover the bill. This is before I got married. And if we're with our grandparents, our grandparents want to cover the bill. Yeah, the eldest usually covers the bill. Yeah, there's like the most senior. Yeah. Uh, but then in return, the most junior is like, you know, giving, giving the dishes, catering, yeah. pouring tea and all that stuff. So there's like this whole cultural thing. Yeah. And so I think when, when there's that cultural thing, do you f still feel that it's weird when the guy is? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in stuff? a very patriarchal uh, culture. Like, yeah. Like for Mexicans, the man's the head of the household. He's the one that takes care of the wife. The wife is the one doing all the house duties and all that stuff. Um, so it wasn't weird for me because I'm just, I think I just have a strong character and personality in terms of who I am and who I want to be. Um, so it never felt wrong. It, if anything, it only felt wrong that I'm this capable person that makes her own money. Um, and then to be dependent on a guy or be expecting a guy to pay for me felt that's what felt wrong. So think back then, uh, Jill of 25. Okay. Before we got together. Yeah. Let's okay. say 23. Yeah. Graduated college, making your own money, yeah. got a job. Let's say you go eat with your brother. Yeah. Um, is there some sort of expected person to pay between the two? Um, well he would have to pay. Well, cause he's older and yeah, he's a guy. And he's a guy. Right. Uh, so Normally he would he would be the one paying because he's older and he's a guy like with my sister because she's older she'd be paying, um, so the, yeah traditionally that's what would happen. But if it's me, then if I invited, then I'm gonna pay. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, and then I'm sure we would fight back and forth, and ultimately, 
out of respect, I give my brother that floor. And I'm yeah. like, all right, dude, like, um, it's, it's you, like you're the man, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm still giving him his position and, and his respect within the order of how it goes. I see. But outside of family, I'm just like, this is, I, I just want to be fair. So when it came to dating, pretty much all the dudes you've dated, you've always gone Dutch with? Yeah. All Dutch or it's been like, Dutch always felt a little bit weird for me too. But isn't it's Dutch like, like you pay for yours, I pay for mine? Yeah. That's a little bit weird. Oh, so you'd rather go, I pay for yeah. all, you pay for all. Yeah. Take yeah. turns. Oh, yeah. Because okay. it just felt like too nickel and dimey for me. Yeah. Always. Because I'm just like, okay, so let's do the math. How much here and how much here? Like it just feels weird. Yeah. So I'd rather just be like, you know what? Let me just get this one. You can get the next one. And of course, you like you're with someone who's not going to take advantage of you and not going to be like, all right, we got in and out today. All right, our next meal is going to be Houston's on you. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. never going to be like that. Yeah, I think for me, when when I dated, I've always attempted to pay for all of it. Yeah. But uh, I I do keep a mental note because for me, I'm like, it wasn't 2018 at the time, obviously, but I'm like, it is a 2000s, and we're trying to make everything equal. And if we're trying to make everything equal and you're going to be a working class woman, like for me, I like things to be, I don't, I don't like uh very dependent and frail persona women. Yeah. So when like, like, let's say I go on five dates and I paid for all of them, that's already kind of like negative marks in my brain for that person. Oh, I see. I see. Because I'll be like, oh man, so I you're going to be mind. one of those, you're going to be one of those birds with no wings. Yeah. I'm like, you're one of those. Yeah. But if we go on, we can go on 10 dates. But if they're constantly, hey, just let me get this time. Come on. Like at least an yeah, attempt. Right. I don't, to me, the, the <laughs> you do that pretend thing like, oh, let me get my wallet. And then you kind of just Yeah. Even if they time. did that, I'm like, you're okay. not going to get your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they did that, I'd be like, okay, cool. You're trying to make an attempt to be equals in this relationship. Yeah. But um, if I pay all the time, then for me, I'm like, I own you and I don't want to own you. I want to have an equal in this relationship. Yeah. I think you were one of the first boyfriends, though, that I had that uh already wanted to go dutch i'm like well this is weird i don't think i ever bring up dutch i know you always say that but i think there's some sort of memory miscommunication i wouldn't i wouldn't forget that because i wouldn't because i know that either so it's okay people it's okay um some people will forget specific mm. memories mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but you will never forget how you feel about certain things and the feeling that i got i was like hmm it was almost a deal breaker because I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. But I already knew you for so long that Did I was just like. Did you mix things up? Did you mix up a non-date with a date? Me? Like, where were we at? What were we doing? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I don't remember all those details. Like, were we going snowboarding and I didn't pay for the lift ticket? I don't. So it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, Um, I think I was like spot. I don't, I don't remember even how it was. It wasn't spot me. But like, you like called it out and you were like, this is how much you owe me for this. And I was like, oh, interesting okay, this is odd. Cause I'm like, this guy is weird. But luckily I knew you cause that, like if I didn't know you before that yeah, and that happened, I would be like, okay, I'm not going to be with this dude. Damn. Yeah. I remember that. If I would have done it one more time, Tycho would not have been born. Maybe. Cause that was like a big turnoff for me. Cause I'm just like, so this is where <laughs> girls are weird, but um, kind of like you, like, I don't, I, I want to know that my man can take care of me and wants to take care of me and wants to pamper me and do all that. Um, but then I also don't want him to be nickel and diming. Cause that like, I feel like trickles into all other aspects. Do you think I'm a nickel and diming person? Um, no, I don't. Then where do you think that Dutch behavior comes from? Cause like for me, I don't, know. I don't think I'm a nickel and dime person. Cause even with the homies, 
I paid for bills all the time. You're not like that anymore because now you're more financially sound. No, even before, like let's say we're gonna have a barbecue. I'm like, oh, I'll grab the I meat. I don't remember that you like that and at I'll all. Just, I'll just grab all the meat and I'll just I don't bring remember it. you like that at all. You don't remember me being I remember back in the day you were that guy. You were the guy that was all about like, okay, I owe you this much, you owe me this much. Like you were very like about it. What? Yeah. Oh damn. You don't remember me paying for a bunch of stuff? Mm. I mean, I know you would like to think that I was paying attention to you so much. Yeah. But I wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. All right, fine. Because for me, when it came to dating, I think it was, I always tried to pay because I just felt like that's culturally, that's where I came from too. Yeah. So when you told, when you tell me that I didn't, I'm like, man, that's, it's even hard for me to believe that I did it. You know, it's almost like you telling me, Bart, you're, when it comes to relationships, you're not very logical. You're actually very emotional. I'm like, yeah. are you serious? I mean, something must have happened somewhere. Regardless, we're here now. I'm just saying that's what I failed. Okay, fine. But um, yeah, I think, it, I think the whole finance thing starts from even that phase. Yeah. You know, where, um, okay, so now we've said we're going we're gonna to do things more seriously. We're going to be dating exclusively. I don't know what the young kids say now. I don't know if it's like we date exclusively i we're don't know what the tender term exclusively is. yeah i don't know what the term is sorry no, that, that is a term we're gonna tender exclusively i think you're lying to I'm me scared. i don't know what okay good um so i think from that point so like once you I say think it's like exclusive smash okay so once it becomes exclusive smash then i think then we got to get a little bit realistic we got to put our big boy pants on and we got to say like okay if we're gonna go eat out it should be there should be some sort of like financial plan there not not saying like we need to take out pen and paper and start like, you know, subtracting and adding and carrying over the two or whatever. But I'm like kind of saying like, OK, hey, you know what? I got this meal. You get that meal or going Dutch. Like, I think that's really cool, too. And when um, do you think they should start? I think once it just becomes something that's more routine, you know, what I mean, like if they see each other every day. But if it's more like if you see them maybe once a week, I think at that point, maybe you can do like, hey, let me get this one. I'll get the other one. But I think once it becomes more routine, then it should be something where it's like both of you guys are are um, like if you're going on dates like three times a week or something. Yeah. 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 Like both of, both of you guys are aware that like not it's a burden. Like it really is a burden, like taking all the romance and emotions aside of it. It's out, you know, outside of it, like it is a burden, like for one person to have to pay for everything all the time. And even if it's McDonald's every time like that adds up. Let me ask you a question. Then. So uh, traditionally. When it comes to um, like any type of romantic gift, like Valentine's Day, anniversaries, um, the responsibility almost seems like it's placed on the dude to do to do more of it. Culturally, in what culture are you talking about? Because there's like three cultures here. There's I'm just American, talking, just talking Chinese. American, like American. Like what I've seen, you know, just like what I've seen time and time again is uh, dudes pretty much like going above and beyond trying to wow the female. Um, getting the giant teddy bear when he, but when you poke it open, there's like five billion M and M's that come out. Yeah. Um, or or getting like some concert tickets. Yeah. Or like usually some, the guys aren't so emotional some, all year round. Some outing type of thing, right? Yeah. So when it comes to stuff like that, like if there's anniversary that you're supposed to do or Valentine's Day, do you think that that should also be fifty fifty? So whatever effort that's put in, not just financially, but just brain brain power and all that, do you think it's supposed to be fifty fifty there too? I mean, that's a little bit different just because it's it's like um, it's more of like a celebratory th- type thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like a birthday. Like it's not as important as a birthday, but I guess for some people it might just be as important. But it's like a double birthday almost. 
Why? Because it's happening two it, times a year. Well, it's a date that happens for both people. Yeah. Like if it's my birthday, you just celebrate for me, right? Like you yeah. buy me a present when it's your birthday, I buy you a present. Yeah. But on those anniversaries of Valentine's Day, it's almost like a double birthday. Like, you know, it's like a back and forth thing. Yeah. And I think that's where you're kind of being responsible now. And you're thinking like, okay, financially, where are we? Like, do, does this person have a job? Do I have a job? Do we have debt? Do we have whatever? I know this is a little bit more complicated for a lot of people, but like, Let's say you're going to a JC, you're living off of financial aid, you live with your parents, you don't have a job, you're a full-time student, right? And now Valentine's is coming around uh, and you're with your significant other that hopefully you're open enough um, to not feel embarrassed about your financial state. And, and I think at that point, it should be something like, well, you kind of have to live within your means. You know what I mean? Like if you're in the negative, like, because you have debt, like if you're negative 2000 that year, because you had to pay for whatever tuition, then I don't think you should be spending like 500 bucks, you know, even a hundred dollars. My question is though, uh, do you think it should be equal there? Cause what I've seen, it's always seems like the guy's effort and money. It's almost like two to one, three to one, four to one yeah. until they get married. When I yeah. see people get married, then I'll see like, uh, like, let's say the, uh, the, 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 the guy buys a girl, all expenses. Yeah. You know, I think it, I think everything should be equal. Like you're like for me. So all the little Korean yajas that aren't stepping it up on Valentine's Day, they're just being on the receiving end. You're telling yeah. all those Korean little bitches to step it the fuck up. I'm not saying step it the fuck up. What are you telling those little kimchi girls <laughs> to do? I'm just saying like it's it's a burden for one party, you know. And yeah. if if it's a if it's a day of love and let's celebrate love, then yeah. where's your love coming from? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it should be an equal exchange. And I don't think all the yajas are like that, right? I think it's just a handful of girls that are like Ooh. all the ones in K Town are. Yeah, and I and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with those type of girls because some guys like being that guy. True, they also like you spending I mean? all the money. They do, they yeah. really do. And like jokes aside, like there's guys that just can't wait to take care of girls. So we're just not those people. Yeah. Um. So for our specific relationship, that question, I would answer it as yes, it should be fifty fifty. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I also see that like. Um, I, I feel like when you guys are just dating regularly yeah, and I still think like everything's kind of up in the air because who knows how long the relationship is, is going to last, right? Like yeah. if it's one, one date a week or even it's three day or five dates a week. But until you guys really move in, to me, you're not really that committed to each other. Maybe unless you're like you put in two or three years in. Yeah, I could see. Okay, you guys are pretty committed. Yeah, because I don't think you have to. I think living together <laughs> definitely does like it does something for the relationship like when you sign your first then, lease, lease together that's some serious serious stuff i know but i still don't see it that way i still feel like it's the commitment that the people have towards each other because i've seen it time and time and time again where couples move in and then within a month they break up and then they move back out like yeah i don't think moving in is that hard for people to do especially if they're living by themselves like one person just starts sleeping over a little bit more like it's not that crazy we have a friend that has girls live with him and then they break up and then they move out and he stays there. So for me, I don't really, but that's not to me. That's not even like really moving in. I think signing the lease together, like when you have that first financial, like commitment to each other. Yeah. Cause like, I think like when you have a place, I come and live with you, yeah. you're on the lease. 
or if if I'm if I'm living someplace, you come live with me. I'm on the lease. Yeah. So if we break up, you're still it's still your response. It's one person's responsibility. But I think when you first enter into that lease oh, agreement, oh, I see, I see. When you're first, you know, it's like you're both contractually bound. Yeah. And you guys, that have is to, serious. You got to look each other in the eye and go, okay, if this doesn't work out, yeah. How do we resolve this? How do we pay off the last six months that still need to be due? What do we do? Do we That's just keep crazy. living together? Or do yeah. I send you payments and I live somewhere else and I pay double rent? Yeah. That's like when it's really, really serious. That is very serious. You're right. I didn't even think about it like that. You're absolutely right. That's some serious shit. Yeah. Because that is when I'm like, oh, shit. Now it's really time to look at the dates and the meals and like, how do we want to split this up? And I think this is that's for me when you got to really put your big boy and girl pants or boy and boy or girl and girl or whatever uh, pants on. Just got to put pants on in general to <laughs> yeah, do don't math. Walk, don't walk around without <laughs> yeah, don't, pants, Don't man. do this bottomless. But this one, you got to do it with some pants on and uh, really figure out the finances. And I think for us, uh, what worked for us is the minute that we moved in together and we realized a pattern. I think me and Gio, we're like pattern people. You know, like we're like. <gasps> Am I? Yeah. Okay. Like, for example, like we'll be like, man, our shoes are fucking all over the place all the time. Let's get those clear boxes. We throw shoes in there. Yeah. That's true. Or like, uh, you'll be like, oh, you know what? Pot bear always is like running out of the, the fucking fungus spray. Let me just order eight more of those. That's where just, your mind went? To the just, fungus spray? Your mind is I incredible. Know. I don't know. We That's always wild. Have, we always have random routines that yeah. we do, right? Yeah. So we're like, oh, okay, so we're routine people. We're like, if we could already see a pattern, let's do our future selves a favor and, and you know, hook up that pattern. Yeah. And so I think for me... Uh, when we were first moved in, we're like, okay, we can obviously see we're going to need to pay for toilet paper. Yeah. Laundry detergent. Yep. Cleaning stuff. Yep. And then that's like all the like kind of cleaning stuff. And then the, and then also all the food things. Yep. So we're like, let's just open an expense account. So I remember you and I had a bank, a joint bank account. I way, was way, so way, way nervous opening that. Why? I was so, cause like, okay, so I was very sheltered. Um, I, you thought I was going to steal your money? No. I was just like, holy shit, is this guy the one? Because like opening Did you it, know I was, I was the one? Um, Yeah, I knew you were the one. <laughs> what are you so scared for yeah. then? No, I'm not scared because of what was going to happen, but yeah. just like scared because I'm like, whoa, like this is super adulting. Maybe scared's not the right word, but it was more like, like, I don't know. It was just like a different step that I was taking that I was just like a little bit nervous because I'm like, like my parents do this, but my parents are married and they're older. Oh yeah. So it just felt like a big step for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I, I'm I know what you're talking about. That. I felt the exact same way when I bought uh, my first car, my first new car. Mm. You remember that? What that? What, what, what that one was? What the? F <laughs> what happened? So one twenty morning going twice. So we had the Tahoe, right? And you came with me to go buy it. But it was a used car. Yeah. And, and so. What about the blue one? No, that one I bought with my mom. Oh. Uh, so it was still like in my mom's shadows. Yeah. So when we bought the Tahoe, uh, that was just you and me. But because it was a used car, um, it was like a one time thing. Like I had it all cash. Yeah. So it didn't feel like I was buying. Like when you have to go in a dealership and then test drive a car and then they give you a stack of paperwork and you're like, fuck, this is all on me. If I don't pay this, they're going to come and own my bank account. Yeah. When we bought the Durango, yeah, that's when I felt like that for the first time. I think. Oh right! I was like, oh damn, this is wanna, some big boy contract. Because you didn't even want to negotiate a higher price for the 
for I the, know. That's how I scared like, I was. And I was like, we're not leaving. We need more money. I'm like, ask for more. And then you did, and we got it. That I remember they're like, the payment's going to be 800 bucks a month or something like that. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, that's a lot. And I'm like, babe, I think I'm going to do it. And they're like, no, you can bargain for way more. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Fine. And anyway, I think we ended up being like 500. We took $300 yeah. off a month. Yeah, it was something really good. Oh, yeah. Thank God you were there. Um, but I was really scared that day. Because <laughs> it was my first time signing like a real, real contract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was I scared? I probably was scared too. I probably was scared too. No, but yeah, you're right. We are we are pattern people. And um, I think I came up with that suggestion because I just felt like collecting money again because I want to be very fair. I was like, I didn't want to be a nickel and dime and be like, well, you use like four squares of the toilet paper when I only use one. Yeah. I was just like, okay, all the things that are going to be repeated in our life, like cleaning products, tissue paper, um, soap, shampoo, all that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff that we're going to have to buy on a regular basis because now we live together. Um, I'm a lazy person. Like I'm really fucking lazy. So I try to find as many shortcuts as possible or not shortcuts. That doesn't sound right. Um, cause they're not shortcuts, but I try to find the system and figure that out so I can create, um, so I can create a system, <laughs> uh, so that I don't have to think about it anymore. So yeah. when I kept going like, okay, this month you got to pay me or, or if we're going to go to Costco this month, you got to give me a hundred bucks and then I'll put in a hundred bucks. And I was just like, what the fuck? This takes forever. I remember we were doing that for a while too. Cause when we used to live with their other roommates. Yeah. Uh, everyone one, would split it up. Yeah. One of your other roommates, uh, he was an accountant. Yeah. So he would kill it on the ex- ex- uh, Excel sheets. And yeah. He had to do these monthly Excel sheets. Like who bought steak, who bought yeah. groceries, who bought whatever. It was a- so And then time. he would do this monthly thing. And then pretty much uh, this was before Venmo existed. He would just email us or text us how much we owed him. Yeah. But I think he enjoyed it because he's an accountant. He loves that stuff. But by us opening an expense account, us just putting money in, yeah, we knew that everything in there was 50-50, so we don't even have to do the math at the end of the month. Yeah, so then what was happening was we kind of already knew what the repeated expenses were, right? Like the toilet paper, the shampoo, whatever, and then we kind of ballparked it. So we were like, okay, for this thing, we usually spend about $100, we'll just say, for easy math. Um, so then we would say, okay, so let's make sure to just put 120 in just as a buffer or 150 as a buffer. So every month from now on, since our patterns aren't going to change, let's put in $150. Um, we have that buffer and then we know that we can just take from this account every time we want to buy these things. Yeah. I think like even before that, our precursor actually to that was just kind of going back even further in time. I remember when me and Gio first started dating, um, we both wanted to travel. And remember we opened the travel account? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. You're taking me back. How you're cute. Big, so this is before we even, you know, had those recurring expenses. It was still during those days where, like, I pay for a meal, you pay for a yes. meal. And oh I would God. sleep over um, maybe once a week. She comes and sleeps over once a week. And so <laughs> bikini. So we, were, we would be dating um, and we're still in that phase. But even early on in dating, we're like, oh, we both want to travel. And we're like... But if we always, if we never purposely put money away, yeah. you're never going to have enough money to travel until you get that high paying job. Yeah. So I think we opened our first account was our travel account. And how much did we put in there? It was like a hundred bucks or 50 yeah. bucks a, a I think person it was a hundred bu- bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we're like, okay, we'll just put a hundred bucks a month and every single month. And then, so by the end of the year, it was $2,400, right? Cause you put in a uh, 1200. Cause a hundred a month times 12, I put in a hundred times 12, we had $2,400. 
And then I remember that's when we took our first Paris trip. Yep, that was our first Because we didn't even have to do math or anything. There's no expenses. And I think that built the good habits and foundation to the actual expense account. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Because we actually baby stepped it. We didn't just like, we weren't as adult as we thought. We were just, we already had a going model. And we're just like, oh, let's take a model that's worked for one thing and kind of add a little bit of level of complexity to it. Yeah, that was really cool. Damn, I totally forgot about that. That was really cool. Yeah, I think we were just like, um, let's, from every paycheck, let's just put money in here. And then I remember we like, I, I would, it kind of became a little game for me. Yeah. Cause I would look every month and then one month it was a hundred obviously. And then like within four months, I'm like, what? $400. That's sick. And then like another four months, it's 800 bucks. And I'm like, Oh crap. Like this is tight. I highly recommend for anyone to do that. Yeah. Um, any goal that you want, anything you want to get, but it's just not attainable. Like immediately. I don't say I really don't push for credit. I'm like, don't do that just yet for those types of like luxurious things. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm more like, okay, you want what? A motorcycle. You want to travel. You want that luxury bag or you want whatever. Um, then then save up for it. Yeah, I remember when it got to 800. Yeah. I was like, ooh, we can go to Mexico. Oh, but it go down to zero. Kind of reminded me like a game of Monopoly. Yeah. Where there's like a give or take. You know, you're like, oh, I could buy Park Place. But if I buy it, I'm back down to zero. But then Park Place is going to make me money. You know, I was like, if we go to Mexico, we get our, we get to go travel for the first time together. But then we're still that much further away. Puts us back to zero for Paris now. Yeah. Like, oh, what do I do? But then we just kept saving all the way until we had enough money to go to Paris. Yeah. Just super cool. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Um, so, yeah, we had the travel account and then we got our joint account and then that's where we would do our monthly expenses. So every month we had a fixed amount that we would put into this amount. I mean, into this account. It would be like, I'm going to put in 500 and then you put in 500. So then combined, we have a thousand bucks to pay for expenses. Um, Cell phone bills, all that stuff. Bills. I don't think we had our joint stuff just yet. Oh, not yet. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, paying for all of that stuff. Whoa, baby crying. <laughs> um, and then and then what happened? I think, uh, and then we just started adding more layers to it. I think we started putting the cell phone bills, like whatever water bills, like when we started signing a lease. Yeah. I think we started having, uh, like when we signed our first lease, we would have that account pay for the lease or the rent for things. And it was just kind of like before when it was just household items. Yeah. Then later became car payments and then which also became a house payments. Right. And now where we're at now at our maturity now. We have money put away every single month for Taika's college fund. Yeah, we're so responsible. So it's kind of like the journey just keeps continuing. We it just does. keep adding to it. Yeah, and then in talking about layers, we even added another layer to that where um, we wanted a little bit more money to play with while getting some sort of reward back. So then we started applying for credit cards that offered rewards. Yeah. And then... Um, Which is really helpful, by the way, because like... You know, those monthly expenses, everyone has different months. Some people spend 500 a, a month. Some people spend a thousand. Some people spend like 50,000 a month, like if you're a yeah. celebrity or whatever. And uh, those expenses you're going to be spending no matter what. So uh, when, when you're when you're signing up for those credit cards, you're like, oh, what are all these rewards? Well, uh, those things, it's, it's in your best. Well, it's not really in your best interest. And plus nothing on here is from a professional. We're just talking about homie to homie advice. Yeah. And what just worked for us. So what works for us is uh, because we're going to buy all those Amazon things for 
detergent, whatever. Anyways, we channel it through our joint expense credit card first and it builds all those points. Yeah. And then we use our joint expense cash account to pay off the joint credit card. Yep. But having that credit card as a middleman, it helps us build points. And I think our last uh, trip to Vegas, because we ha- we racked up so many points, we got free um, uh, first class tickets to Vegas the last time we went. Yeah. I mean, so I was in the banking industry. And again, I did say that I don't ever push for credit. And that's I don't ever for- push for credit uh, when you have already outstanding debt or you don't have enough money to cover whatever it is that you're trying to get. So. In case of emergencies, I'm like, cool, have a line of credit because it's just a little safety net. So I've always said that. Um, But I'm talking about having a credit card and using it when you're using it responsibly. And when you have the money. It's only like mainly when you have the money, like mainly when you have the money. Uh, And the reason why um, now I'm saying, hey, it's cool. Like once you have all of your bases covered and you know and you understand how to live within your means, now it's time to play with this thing called credit because at least in the u.s we run off of credit like your credit score is everything so if you want to get a car if you want to get a personal loan if you want to get a house like it's rare and and it's a lot of people a lot of companies at least they don't want cash yeah like that's just not how it works here so uh once you have your bases covered i always say again when you have your bases covered i say okay now it's time to play with credit because credit establishes your credit score it helps your credit score um and you don't have to play with money like your own money and by play i I shouldn't use the word play but use your own money um so when you're walking around with like your debit card and stuff let's say you lose that like you go out with your friends or whatever you go drink or whatever you leave it somewhere that's literally your cash like that's cash that people can like if someone finds it and they want to fuck with it then that's literally your cash there's fraud done on that account. Your cash is gone up until your bank or whatever. Uh, they run a they run a score or they run a fraud. What is it? Uh, fraud protection, fraud alert. Uh, a fraud investigation. investigation. There we go. They run a, uh, an investigation and that can take up to like a month, two months, three months. Sometimes it could take a lot less, but that's just money that is tied up and you no longer have that. So I'm just like open the line of credit, like open your credit card. And then that way, if that get lost or stolen or whatever, you just, you just, uh, what is it? You cancel it. Cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's fraud on it. Okay, fine. Let them have their investigation, but your money is still safe. So that was something that I would always tell people, uh, where I'm like, try not to use your debit card too much. Cause like, who knows? There's so many ways to like, for people to hack it or get your number or it to get lost or stolen. At least you have a peace of mind where you have this, this line of credit that you can use. Um, but I always say pay it all off at the end. Yeah. The way the way I approach it, because I'm so Asian, and though it's been ingrained in me since I was a kid, um, both of my parents always told me, you don't use your credit card unless you have that money in cash. Mm. So I think uh, the, Western, my, I uh, the, my, the Western mindset is, oh, cool, credit card allows me to buy things I don't have the money for. But from the Asian perspective, it's, you're, you're using the credit card just to play the game and or for the safety feature that you're talking about. Because when you have your debit card, you got those 16 numbers on there. The more places you swipe it, the higher the chances are someone's going to take those 16 numbers yeah. and have direct access to your bank account. Versus if you use a credit card and they're swiping around, they're just going to have direct access to Discover yeah. or Visa or MasterCard and not necessarily yours. 
uh, your direct pot of gold. Yeah. And um, so like with the rewards, going back to like the reward system, uh, some reward, some credit cards will have like two times back or three times back on purchases and yeah, stuff. Yeah, depending on like if you get like gas or yeah. if you shop at this place or you fly with this airline. Yeah. So with stuff like that, even with things like that, like uh, when I know I'm going to make a big purchase, like for example, my vault, my safe inside the garage, that's 5G's, right? And so a lot of people, would, yeah, people would be like, oh, cool, I'll spend 5G's on a credit card and I don't have to touch my own money. That's not how I deal. That's not how I work. I make sure I have the 5G's that I can pay for it in cash, but I play their credit card game and I buy it on my credit card because uh, immediately after I buy it, since I get three times points back, I just made myself 15,000 points because yeah. it's 5G's times three. And then I pay it off immediately with the cash that I already have. But through that transaction, I was able to collect all these rewards. And I think for you and me, we have uh, we have so many points accrued now that we could probably take like two or three first class flights to Asia if we really wanted to. Oh, I didn't know that. If Taika, if Taika allows us, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. He's a little wild monkey dude yeah. who cannot stay in one place for too long. And then another thing that really surprises me is that people don't know that when you use a credit card and depending on the credit card, but for the most part, if there is no special on this credit card, there is this thing called an APR, which is an annual percentage rate. I think it's what, I it, think stands that's what it stands for. Um, or and apples, pears, and raspberries. And raspberries, yeah. But like with Bart's example where he spent the five grand on it, but then he paid it off right away. There was no interest that was applied because interest is applied on a monthly basis. Yeah. Um. So he just had to pay the five grand flat. But if you let that, balance roll over to the next month then it's not just five thousand anymore it's five thousand plus whatever your interest is that they're charging you some yeah. people have something as low as like one percent interest or three percent other people have 15 other people have like 25 27 28 so now you have to add five thousand times point whatever point two eight or whatever your interest rate is so yeah. that starts accumulating and that's when you're already kind of going 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 off the deep end and this is getting a little like kind of hmm then that's when if you have too much uh, credit, what is it? No, no, no. Too much balance on your credit cards. Then the credit co companies start looking at this stuff and they're like, whoa, this person does not know how to spend properly. Yeah. Because out of the entire amount of credit that is loaned to them, they're like using like 70% of it. Oh, oh, we're scared. So we're going to start docking points from their credit score to let other lenders, like other credit card uh companies know that hey be careful with this guy or girl um they don't know how to use their money yeah is that a little bit too hey no i think a lot of people ask about that because they're like oh if i have all these lines of credit open what's so bad about um like let's say if if i have twenty thousand dollars available credit what's so bad about having ten thousand dollars in debt i'm just gonna pay it off every month and uh the reason why that's bad is your credit score uh i believe once again, I'm not a professional. Even though I might look like one and have the hair of a professional, um, I don't think I am a professional. Your breath doesn't scream professional, though. Thank you very much <laughs> for just insulting me in the deepest and darkest of places in my heart. You don't care. Yes, I do. So um, I think I think your FICO score, which is your credit score, is 30%, which is a huge portion. One third of it is made up of how much you're using up your total credit. Mm hmm so, uh, for example, if you have $20,000 of available credit using 10, uh, that's going to hurt your credit a lot because you're going to be like, oh, shit, they're using half of it already. And I think the recommended amount is about 10%. Yeah. So if you have 20000 
um, you want to have, you don't want your credit, the the remaining balance to be over two thousand. And the way that I spend because I'm always, I always have the cash first. At the end of every billing cycle, which is their month, yeah, it's always paid off. It yeah. always goes down to zero, down to zero. Yeah. So because of that, my credit score is slowly always going up, 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 up. Yeah, because that's what they look at. They want to just make sure that you have healthy spending patterns. Um, so one thing I remember was uh, I had, I think, loan debt. and then like I student also, loan debt? I did. And then I had savings. <laughs> yeah. Which you kind of shed some light on that. And you were like, wait, why would you have a savings account if you have debt? And I'm like, well, I don't know, just in case I'm, I have an emergency. And you were like, that doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just pay off your debt with your savings and then you get that off your back? And I'm like, hmm, that's true. Why would I carry on this like weight on my back while I have um, a savings just sitting there just in case something happens? Yeah, just uh, I guess. It just, yeah, that it depends on context, too. So, for example, if you have a savings and you have something with a huge ROI. So this is when it gets really return on, on investment. investment. So, for example, if you have a savings like a CD or something like that, and if it's like five percent roi which is unheard of right which now. is unheard of right now and then like let's say your loan is three percent then it makes sense to do that because by having your money sit in that savings yeah you're it's gonna money. make more interest than the interest you're paying yeah so uh that would make the most sense but at the time savings are like one percent or something like that and then the not even it's like point oh like point five yeah and then so your loan uh percentage is probably like 10 or 12, maybe even 15 or whatever like that. So the longer you're not paying it off, the 10,000 becomes the 12,000, the 12,000 yeah. becomes the 15,000 becomes a 20,000. So you want to aggressively pay it off so that you don't have to pay so much on interest. Cause that's how the companies, that's how the banks actually make your money. Like when people are like, uh, I think from a consumer perspective, you, we think it's just or the, the, place. the credit card, the credit card companies. Well, also credit card and bank. Yeah. So people think yeah. that, okay, we put our money into this bank and they think they're locking it up and keeping it safe. What they're really doing is they have all these tens of thousands of customers. They're taking all this money and then they're going to go take it and make their own investments. And so they're having their own percentage ROI. And that's the reason why that whole FDIC insured thing for banks. Where that's wild. It's they're just gambling in, with their money. Yeah, that's literally what they're doing. They're gambling with <laughs> our money. Wild. And we're just trusting them to be secure with it. And the reason why there's a whole FDIC thing, it's before there was a time where, like, let's say all 10,000 customers were like, oh, shit, I want to go buy something. And they all withdraw. But because all their money is tied up somewhere else. They're like, fuck, I can't actually give you guys all your money back. And everyone's like, wait, I thought you're supposed to have my money. Well, that's because they don't know that the bank is taking their money and making their own investments and their loans. That's yep. why Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase, that's why they have car loans, auto loans, home loans. And so um, did I say car loans and auto loans? They're the same thing, by the way. And uh, Nice catch. Yeah, so that's why they have the whole FDIC insurance thing yep. where – to let all the consumers know, okay, at least up to 250000 If you want to pull that out, you can have that tomorrow. Yeah. Anytime. Even if all of you guys come and get me. I mean, come and get your money. All two hundred fifty. Uh, all if of you guys sure, will get it'll all be your there. money. Yeah. yeah. I know we kind of went off the, on the deep end with that whole credit thing. But I was I, I brought that up because um, that was kind of the next phase of our relationship where it's like, okay, cool. We know how to handle actual liquid money, like cash. We, I know he knows to pay this month every month. Um, oh, and another thing that made it really, really easy for us to move money around is we had our accounts in the same bank. 
So it wasn't like you had, you know, Wells Fargo and I had Bank of America because that makes shit really complicated. Um, Not to say that you can't have it that way because it's always good to keep to not have all your eggs in one basket. Like, go for it. But if you're going to have a joint account, I would say um, have a joint account and maybe another separate account, maybe or in the same branch so that you can just easily transfer money in and out of it because that was like a lifesaver. That really did help because then like writing a check or, or sending it electronically, I think they might charge you for that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I brought up the credit card is once that all of our bases were covered and we're like, hey, you know what? We're doing a really good job with um, keeping up with our finances. We both know to transfer X amount of money into our, our account every single month. We're being really, really responsible. This thing is real. We still want to pursue this relationship and, and, you know, solidify it more and be more adults about it then we applied for our credit card together um i think my credit was actually pretty fucked up so i think you got the credit card for us yeah her uh because i had student loans dude yeah so geo uh her story is actually pretty remarkable where um her credit score do you mind if i put it out there no i don't care my credit score is bomb now it, yeah it was like low 600s now it's i think 800 or something like that and so it took her i think a, it was like 500 was it 500 i think so and i still was, got with you shame on me Damn, that's so anti-Asian. Um, well, you bikini. So, uh, yeah, she probably had 500 and she worked her ass off over the course of maybe three years to get to, I think, 780, 800, 820, something like that. And uh, I think it's because of student loans. I do remember you were telling me like you used to buy stupid shit just because like you finally have independence. So you just buy all kinds of things on credit cards. So you yeah. have like, credit card debt. I did. I had I had I think I was like 10 grand or eight grand or. Yeah, something like that. Ten grand in debt, just yeah. credit card debt, and then I had like another seven or twelve or something in sc- student loan. Thanks, yeah. school. But if you follow the Asian style, where it, you don't buy things unless you have cash for it, that would never have happened. Yeah, but I wanted to look so fly, and I look so good. I know Asians don't look that good, but if you look at their peep into their bank account, you're like, they're oh, fine. Wow, huh? that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they 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 do it the right way. Yeah. So when we, uh, I think because like we were a team, you know, when. Uh, uh, my credit score was just better than Geo's. So when we had our first credit card, I signed up for it because I could get a higher limit. Then I added Geo to it, and then slowly that built her credit. And then um, when we got the BMW, um, we also added Geo's name to it to help build her credit. And uh, the because of the pay- because her credit score wasn't that good, our payments were an extra 50 bucks or 100 a month. Worth it. It was worth it to help build her credit because now uh, when we buy our new new house, guess what? We're probably going to use Geo's credit because her credit score is even better than mine. And so that it's just I think when you're a team, um, I don't see it ever as like, oh, fuck, you're pulling me back. It's like, what can we do to bring each other up? Yeah. You know, and then so like now since hers is 800, 820, like when when you're buying something small, like a camera or something, you don't really see the effects of it. But when we were shopping for our house, that's when we really saw like, okay, if you have prime credit. Or like tier one or tier two. Like so, for example, um, this is going back to like this is a lot of stuff. I wish they would have taught us in school, but they never do. So there's a prime rate that is issued, I believe, by the Federal Reserve. Like every so often, they'll be like, okay, right now the interest rate is this, and so the interest rate might be like five percent or something, which means uh, the banks will always be on top of that because they have to make money. So the lowest that they can offer will probably be like six percent. They'll add a point on top of that. So to get that six percent. You better have good ass fucking credit, like pretty much seven fifty and above, and if that's excellent credit, and then if you're uh, slightly below that and it's good credit, it might be seven percent. 
if you're good and which is maybe like 680 to 720 or something that might be 8%. And as your as your credit gets shittier, those percentages get higher. So all that doesn't really mean much to anybody. You're like, "Oh, 5%, 10%. What does all that mean?" Well, what it really means is this. Your same house, your payment can vary from $2,000 a month up to like $4,000 a month. That's fucking for insane. the same loan. That's wild. That part is crazy cuz I remember uh for our house because I had Prime at the time, um I think we got it for 3% Damn, or 4%. And why are you flowing Prime at the time? I was Prime at the time when I signed on the line, it was 3 or 4%, right? And then so our house payment, we were able to get it as low as possible. If I would have fucked around, maybe you fuck around. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I would have fucked around or something and bought another car for no reason or got some fucked up we could have easily added a thousand dollars to our monthly payment yeah dude which is why on our next house which is gonna be big big boy monies we're gonna put my bear's it's name gonna on be it medium boy monies well it's big boy monies to me okay we're gonna put my bear's name on it because she has almost perfect credit score so that'll keep it really, really low. If we fuck around and put my name on it, we might end up paying an extra like $500 a month for no reason. Yeah, and the only reason why your credit's not that good is because every time you have to uh, pull a loan for one of our, our businesses or whatever, every time they look into your credit account when you apply for something, your your score gets docked. Yeah, it's like so a temporary ding, and it takes like two or three months to get it back. Yeah, I'm so wild. stupid. That's a wild. Yeah. Yeah. All but, these financial game things they don't tell you in school ever. Like yeah. did, we didn't learn we we learned this. Thank God we have a really good accountant and financial planner. Like he helps us out, but a lot of it it's like through trial and error. Yeah. A lot of it's through just my Asian upbringing. I learned a lot of this from Asians. And you guys are lucky now cuz you guys have the internet. And there's so many tools now like Mint. Uh there's like Free Credit Score, there's the other one Credit Karma. Like there's all these free websites that like They'll literally walk you through all of it. So if you guys haven't done so yet, I, I say go check it out because then you'll see if there's fraud happening on your account or if there's outstanding loans that you don't even know about. Like that's how I was able to clean up my my credit was I logged into, I think it was like freecreditscore.com or, or Credit Karma, I forgot which one I used. Um, and then it would tell me like, oh, this loan is still outstanding. This one you haven't played off. This one's a paid off uh this one's delinquent or whatever. And then they have all the lenders information that you can call them and be like, hey, What's this? Why, why do I owe this money? And then all of that helps you. And you can just monitor your credit to make sure that there's no fraud happening. They tell you, okay, if you want to increase it, then you want to pull a bigger loan. If you want to. I love the tips. Yeah. Like it's, it's really cool. Like we didn't really have that easy access growing up. It like, was a giant guessing game. It really was. Like I, I bet if I ask like my mom and your mom and stuff, that older generation, like what makes your credit better? Like if they might not even know. They might just be like, oh, I never used it. I just got a house and then it just got better. You know, uh, one thing I always, how it was emphasized to me that credit was so important was every single time my mom bought a car, this is when I felt like how boss my mom was. My mom would go and she would negotiate aggressively, right? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I don't get that to you. You got to have perfect credit. She's like, go check it. Check my credit score. Damn, check, she go, put go, her check. fucking nuts on the table. Yeah, she's, she's like, like go, go, go it. for it. She's like, whatever best way. It, it can be the best way. Trust me. And then she would, and then they would run it, and then she, always eight twenty, eight thirty, always in the eights. And then they're like, "Fuck, all right, she's right. We have to give her the best loan." And then when I saw that over and over, kid, I mean over and over again, ever, ever since I was a kid, I was like, "Fuck, credit scores." Your mom's mean, a boss. Means a lot. 
Like she yeah. just rolled up in there like fucking Toyota, suck my dick, man. Look at that. And I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> that's fucking tight. That's amazing. That shit's crazy. Yeah, my parents, my parents uh, were really good with credit too. Yeah. Like I, they never had any debt or anything. Like even now, my mom's always like, oh my God, I owe $20 on my credit card. I got to pay it off. Like she panics. Yeah. Like that's how good her shit is. One tool I really like that they have now that I, um, which is really cool because it really protects us. Let me guess. What? Auto pay. Okay. That that is one, but the one I tool love I love auto pay. But the one tool I was gonna talk about is now. So back in the day, like if you want to go buy a car and you want to go buy a house, like when you go and pull that loan, they like because they know you don't know, they're just beating the crap out of you, and you're like, oh yeah, well the uh, the the uh, sixty month, oh we're gonna do sixty month plan, or seventy two month, or twelve month, or eighty four month, and you're just like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Wait, how much am I paying for this car? Well, you know the car's twenty five thousand, but over the course of sixty months, it's gonna be like thirty five thousand. Like wait, what? And you're like, yeah, twenty four thousand. Why up. am I paying thirty? What the hell is going on? And well, you know, just add a couple here on them, a couple car payments gonna be like eight hundred. Yeah, that's what it feels like. So it just you're just like, well, what the fuck is going on? But now, before you even buy a house or a car, you can actually go to car payment calculators or a, a loan or mortgage calculators, and you can type in, hey, I have three grand saved for a car. This is my credit score, and you can type that those things in. And I want to pay, I don't know, sixty months, and they'll tell you what the estimated car payment would be, and then you can factor that into how much you make and go. Oh yeah, I can afford a car of this level. I can afford a forty thousand dollar car, or maybe I can only afford a fifteen thousand dollar car without, like, going into a dealership and then them just fucking smacking their head around and rearranging yeah, all your brain cells. Yeah, that's intimidating, man. Because you always feel like they have the upper hand, uh, which they shouldn't. You have the upper hand because you know how much you want to spend or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we have we have ten more minutes here. Oh, cool. Um, but um, yeah, and then just kind of talking about well, how do you even figure out what you can afford? That, I, I'm also surprised that a lot of people don't know that. So a very easy way to figure out what it is that you can and cannot afford, you look at all the things that you can't live without, right? So if you're paying rent, then it's rent. Something that you can't live without is maybe a car. Like, are you making payments on that car? Let's factor that in there. Um, gas, if you have this car. Um, what else can you not live without? Health insurance, because now you get fined. Car insurance, too. Car insurance, damn, this is a lot of expenses. So you look at the things that you can't live without or that is going to hurt you. Okay, so now we got that, okay? Now it's like, okay, well, I'm human and humans need to eat. Um, so how much am I eating every week? How much am I eating every day? You kind of factor that in as well. Okay, well, because I'm human, I'm also a social thing. Um, I can't be in hiding the whole time. I do want to watch a movie maybe once a month. Then you want to have a little entertainment fun because let's be real. You know what I mean? Like you're not a freaking Buddhist monk living in a mountain in China. Like you, you interact with people. Not that there's anything wrong with Buddhist monks. Like they're awesome. They like movies too. They love movies. Um, they like so Skyscraper, then, I heard. Yeah. So then you look at, you look at all of those three things. Am I missing anything? Those are the bare necessities, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, clothes, like you can go thrifting. Like yeah, you, you can get by. You yeah. can get by. We, most people have more clothes than they need. Right. Like if you have six shirts, uh, eight underwear, eight socks, four pants, you're good. Or even if it's three and three, you just got to do laundry three and three. more. Yeah. Yeah. If it's three and three and laundry, laundry stuff, you got it. Okay. So these are the, these are the things that your bare necessities. This is what it takes for you to survive on a daily, on a monthly, on a yearly. Okay. So we take that number. We add all of that up. Okay. What's that amount? Okay. We got that amount and now you see, okay, well, how much am I making a month? And then that's how you start figuring out what you can and cannot afford. So 
covering your bases would be covering those bare necessities. And then anything you have left over, hopefully you're like, well, I kind of want to save this money because I have X amount of dreams or aspirations that I want to do. Um, then that's when you can start saving money or putting money towards loans or start moving your money in different places. You know what's cool? Uh, now they even have those websites that kind of like help guide you what's the most financially sound way to operate your money. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like, like mint? Uh, no, no, like just percentages wise, just so you can kind of self-gauge. Cause oh, cause yeah, credit cards have Like American Express has that. Because for us, when we first started, like who knows like what your auto payment like what percentage that should be of your total revenue yeah. right like like for us because we had such a great financial planner um when we first started jk like he was able to say hey like for any sustainable business you don't want your rent to be more than five or ten percent of your overall income right so the minute we started getting a place we're like oh fuck this is a huge leap for us we got to increase our revenue to this much before we get the next bigger place but with without things like that i think it's easy for people to be like well, if my business is making 10 G's, let's get a commercial space where it's five G's. I still make five G's on the, you know? Yeah, that's not smart. Yeah. So there's like, uh, but there's websites now that I was just looking and they'll tell you like, hey, your car payment should be like 30% or your food should be whatever. And if you want entertainment, it should be like 5%. So it's almost like tracking your macronutrients, but for your life. Yeah, that's amazing. You guys have so many. So many tools. Yeah, it's so freaking cool. But I think when it comes to couples, um, you just have to know that you guys are both responsible, both 100% committed to the relationship um, and are honest. Like if you know one partner is less, is is more reckless than the other one when it comes to money, then maybe the other partner should be in charge of keeping the books and keeping yeah. track of, or, or not necessarily reckless, but if the other person is just not so detail oriented or a lot of things slip their mind or you know what I mean? Like you want to, you want to find the partner that can take care of that. Like in our household, I'm the one that does that. Yeah. Um, and I love that too. And even if, even that, even, uh, if I'm doing that, then I'm just like, I'm so glad that there's auto pay for everything now because yeah. it's like, again, again, I'm lazy yeah, and I want to forget about these things. So I'm just like, Ooh, auto pay, auto pay, auto pay. And I also go paperless. I'm like, don't send me my fucking papers. Cause I can see everything online. Let's go auto pay. I don't think about it anymore. And I'm never late. Very it's candy. really cool. Yeah, I actually really like the whole expense thing because I think uh, the time you take to kind of properly set up your whole joint expense thing, it ends up giving you so much more freedom on the back end. Like we have friends that are also in relationships and uh, they make good amounts of money, but because they do have all their eggs in one basket, they're fucked. They're actually <laughs> really scared of making purchases all the time yeah. because that movie ticket is coming out of the same pot that their house payment is out of the same pot for their college, their kids' college. Like everything is coming out of the same thing. So they can never get an accurate gauge of how much they need in that center pot. But for us, because we have all the expenses and all our necessities coming out of one pot, Ma Bear has her own bank account. Yes, then, I was about to then, start talking about and then that. I have my own bank account. So if she wants to go buy 12 pairs of shoes randomly, she can go and do it without affecting the household. Yes. If I want to go buy guns or a car or whatever, yep. all those things are, are my end. And since we're not pulling from the same basket, we have a very, very accurate gauge. of Yeah, it's accurate and it's very fair. Yeah. And it's um, <clears throat> and it's very uh, harmonious. Yeah. 
right? Because you don't, you don't, you're not looking at how much I took out of the pot and be like, well, wait a minute, you're going to spend $700 on that. Well, I only spent 300 on it. And then it, it just, it creates this unnecessary tension. Like yeah. for someone like me who likes having her independence and keeping everything 50, 50, when you have this joint account or this joint credit card, yeah. It, we know that this is only for joint expenses, only for joint activities. If we go to a movie and we're both together, then we're going to use that credit card or that debit card. If we go to the movies and we're not together, then we're going to use our personal stuff because it's not fair for the other partner who did had nothing to do with that activity to have to pay for it. And I think yeah. that's very, very fair. Um, it keeps everything, like all the finances super clean. And, and you could be into your interests. Exactly, I could be into mine. And it won't exactly. affect our household at all. Right. And I don't feel this pressure of like, oh my God, he's going to judge me for this or why is he spending so much on that like doesn't he think about whatever like it's it's so nice i don't think we've ever had um any sort of like conversation a money fight huh yeah we've never had money fight like you go crazy on whatever you buy and i'm like all right cool like our house is paid for our cars are paid for our insurance is paid for taika's college fund is good um like we got food on the table like we're good like, i have a buddy that is super into sneakers and he's always buying sneakers all the time. And his wife is already yelling at him all the time because I think they always <laughs> pull from the same pot. So uh, they don't really have an accurate gauge of what's going on financially in their house. Yeah. So, of course, anyone that buys 12 shoes, you're like freaking out because that's got to be like in the thousands, you know? Yeah. But uh, if she has her own money, I have my own money. And we know that this is we have our home expenses, Tyka's college fund, our travel account. We even have a house account where we're going to use this to, for the net down payment for our next house. Like we have all of our ducks yeah. in line. Like we probably have, I don't know, five, six, seven Yeah, like there's nothing accounts. wrong with opening up multiple accounts for multiple things. Yeah, just keep things organized. It's almost like a organization tabs in your binder. Yeah. And then we have our own personal accounts. And so whatever I spend there, whatever she spends there, it's like, cool. Yeah, it's super healthy. And I don't think finance has to be super complicated, right? I think... Um, I think one, we're in, we're in an era now where, you know, you have all this information at your fingertips. Like it's, it's like literally right here, like everything you need is right here. Um, so it doesn't have to be complicated. Don't over Like if it makes sense to you and it's organized, then do that. You know, like if yeah. you constantly feel this stress about money coming in and going out, then there's something that needs to be fixed because something's not working there. Yeah. Like, like finances and and where your money is going should never be something that you stress about. Um, so I think the easiest is just like like what Bart was saying, like let's just open up different accounts for different very specific things. And with the internet, now you can see everything all on one page. Why not? And if it's free, like dude, do it up. Like it's not, it's not going to hurt you in any sort of way. Yeah. So yeah, I hope you guys had uh, you guys got some insight about some finances uh, through how we do our stuff. Um, thank you guys so much for the suggestion. We saw it in the comments and it had like a freaking, a freak ton of, I don't know why I said freak ton, of likes. And uh, it was really cool. We were yeah. actually scared to talk about it because we're like, this is boring. Finances, this is yeah. boring as freak. <laughs> but then we saw the likes and we're yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, that means there's a lot of people. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, like there's so many things that, I wish people would have talked to me about before finding out or making mistakes on my own. Yeah. But, you know, there's just not enough real life information out there. So, uh, I mean, none of the things that we say are professional business advice or anything, but it's just what worked for us. Yeah. And so if any of that you can take and help um, include into your lives and make it better, 
feel free to do it. Yeah, and also uh, just give us a follow on Instagram. He is uh, Bart Kwan. Yeah, B A R T on Instagram. W A N. Yeah, I'm Geo G E O underscore Antoinette A N T O I N E T T E. Because um, I'm thinking about starting like an email thread or something where you guys can submit your questions. Because you guys. Like, I think I'm like, you guys don't want to know about this. And then I read the questions. I'm like, oh, damn, you guys actually want to know about this stuff. So um, for the next podcast, I'll have that set up for you guys to submit whatever questions you guys might have. That's cool. So that we can talk about it. Thank so, you for listening into for this episode of The Bear. You know, it just, I don't, this sound just makes, it, so it, nice it just brings that, that radio announcer out of me. Thank you for listening to the very fifth episode of the Bearcast. And catch you guys next time. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.